Still a Nation, what's up? It's your man Kev Easy here, man. This is episode 102 of the Stills for 7 podcast, midweek edition. It's a lot of chatter going on between players, some celebrities, what have you. A few things going on. Well, in this episode, we're going to talk about Coach Tomlin press conference, is he on the hot seat, all that all that crazy stuff, or all that good stuff, depending on what side you want. Injury updates, some of the serious ones. What are we going to do about it? Next man up, outside help. We're going to see what's up with that. Antonio Brown, that's the topic. <laughs> you know, Monday and Tuesday, Antonio Brown did something that was still related. So we're going to get into that. Richard Sherman, he was confused by one, like some of our defensive coverages. Going to get into that. Big Ben talking about Matt Cannon on his podcast. Diddy mentioned the Steelers after winning the Global Icon Award. And that's episode 102. We're going to get into that and probably more. Make sure you stay tuned. Let's get to it right now. Stills for seven podcast, you already know what it is, man. Gang, gang, you already know what it is, man. It's not a gang, it's a gang, it's the gang. You already know what it is. Still is for seven, yeah, we bout to go get it Still a game, we win it, go down in the trenches, yeah We ain't tryna kick it like Drake, we do it for the sixes Then we can kick it, yeah, this our division The other three go missing, come on, let's get it, yeah This our division, Super Bowl, let's win it Still is for seven, yeah, we bout to go get it Still a game, we win it, go down in the trenches, yeah We ain't tryna kick it like Drake, we do it for the sixes Then we can kick it, yeah, this our division The other three Go missing, come on, let's get it. Yeah, this our division, Super Bowl, let's <laughs> win it. I watched Coach Tomlin's Tuesday press conference, and I saw a man that looked like he was put on notice that if things don't change, change will come. I don't know how y'all felt about that, but that was my thoughts when I first saw his energy, the way he walked up. Normally, Mike Tomlin, Coach Tomlin, he come through, you know, swag personified, even after a loss, after a butt kicking. Like Mike Tomlin would still kind of be even killed, cool, you know? But this one, he was more so like, ah. Uh, you know, ah, man, like, if we don't fix this, that's my, t- like, that's it. It's over. It's over. You know, that's one, that's the first thing that popped out. The second one was just how, like, watching how he gave San Francisco their props, you will really appreciate how much Mike Tomlin appreciates a great defense, a great team, a great, you know what I'm saying, or like just great football, good football. Because the compliments he gave them was like, yeah, they were good compliments. He didn't overdo it. It wasn't like he was kissing their feet, kissing their ring or whatever. He was acknowledging that that's something that we're trying to be. You know? And on the last podcast, Shout out to Matt, shout out to Dread. They was on that. You know, 
I said it a little bit earlier. Matt said it a little bit. But this is a team that I felt like needed this butt whooping. Like, I said this one. Like, they needed this butt whooping to realize how far they need to go to become what we thought they were or what they thought they were or even the coaching staff thought they were. You know, because that that all that was a part of the energy too with coach. Like, he didn't know that we was this far behind, just because of the, how the preseason went. You know, um, and I want to say far behind, but you guys kind of know what I meant when I initially said it. Like, you see the great, the great talent on the 49ers. and you look at our talent and say, yeah. We have the same amount of talent, but their talent, their superpower, like their their superpower is higher. Ours have the potential to be higher and as high. But can they get there soon enough? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm believing that Coach Tomlin kind of made it a thing, maybe in practice, maybe in film that the sense of urgency needs to start now. Right now. Not later. Not tomorrow. Right now. Um, We lost two big players, one on offense and defense. He spoke about that. He also named a couple other guys, uh, guys like Larry O, Pat Fryer move, a few others, that Practice will be, you know, you know what Coach Thomas say. We're gonna use practice to be our guide <laughs> if they play. But he ruled out these two guys right away, and that's Deontay Johnson, and with a hamstring injury, a guy like Deontay Johnson, you know that you you know he gonna be out for a couple weeks, right? Me, I'm saying probably four to six. I'm not no doctor, but it can be it can be worse or better. And I'm not going to even guess Cam's because Cam ended up getting surgery on his groin, I believe, yesterday or the day before. I, I want to say yesterday. But he got the surgery, and he'll be out several weeks. But all I know and all I can tell you guys is that they're not playing. They're not playing at all. Not against the Browns. Not against the Browns. And I'm going to get on, talk a little bit more about the injuries and the impact, what we should do in a minute. But back to Coach Tomlin. When talking about the Browns, one thing that popped out was just how much he has respect for Nick Chubb. Called him Mr. Chubb the whole time. And you know these Tuesday press conference be a good half an hour maybe 25 minutes, but you know. And, you know, first, probably like first five to ten minutes he's talking. Maybe the first five minutes he's talking about the previous game, but the rest he's talking about the other team and answering questions. But he referred to Nick Chubb as Mr. Chubb, and I'm not going to lie. I ain't mad at him. Because after you give up 150 yards to Christian McCaffrey, and I'm not saying Christian McCaffrey a bum. At all. Top three running back in the game. Right now. 
But Nick Chubb is probably top three, top four in the game. And if we give it up 150 to him, what you think is on the cards for us to give up that or more to Nick Chubb? And we missing Cam? So I understand the respect <laughs> thrown to Nick Chubb's way the whole way from Coach Tomlin. Let it let that be a thing. Cause Patrick Peterson messed it up last week, man. Talking all that in the news and all that. And and, and being in the papers talking about he gonna get a pick and didn't get one. And then on top of that, Brock Purdy picked on him in a way. Oh man. And Brock Purdy responded. But I ain't going to get into it. I ain't even read it. Because I was like, yo, you, you got it. You got it, bro. You got it. You got it. But, yeah, Coach T, this based off how you speaking on the Browns, Nick Chubb, and then their corner play, just his acknowledgement of their corner play, their DB play, is something to take account of. Because if Kenny had kind of struggled in game one, do you think he's going to struggle in game two? Me, I think just the fact that we're playing the Browns, it, it gives him and a couple of the other young second-year, third-year players a thing. Whereas, like, familiar, like, we're familiar with these guys, so it's a little boost, you know? I'm not saying it's going to be the preseason at all, but I'm saying it's going to be a little bit easier to understand your opponent. The Browns are probably not going to do anything we haven't seen before. And we, we're not going to do anything that <laughs> everyone's seen before. I mean, you know what I mean. But look, Coach Tomlin made it, to me, it, it seems like going into the game that we're going to, of course, try to stop the run. Um, then I hear, him t- I hear him talk about Peoples-Jones and a couple other guys as a receivers. But I think, you know, Amari Cooper... He's going to do that, hey, man, we're going to make sure he don't get going. You know, but overall, I felt like Mike Tomlin, I don't want to say got a spanking because, you know, that sounds crazy, but he came to that podium like he got spanked, you know? Like he got kicked in the teeth for real, the way he was up there, you know? So hopefully the guys respond and all that. But is Mike Tomlin on the hot seat? I think the press conference made me say yes. But is it a right business move? I don't the get rid of Coach Tomlin, the fire Coach Tomlin. Is it a right business move? I don't know. I don't know because I was living in PA, and it's a it's a good section of of. Stiller fans, that's not too fond of Coach Tomlin, man. For reasons that they will have to tell you themselves. But I don't want him, I don't want to say he's on the hot seat, but that press conference, if you ask me, I had to say and be honest, just based off this press conference, is he on the hot seat? I'm going to say he's not on the hot seat. But it's definitely uh, warming up. Definitely bringing in the, you know, the propane. They bringing in the wood. They bringing in the matches. They bringing in the gasoline. They bringing in it all. They bringing it all. And they just starting to put it under the seat.
But I don't think nothing's lit yet. I don't know, man. Hopefully, Coach Tomlin and the rest of the coaching staff get it together ASAP, and they have a this week to do it. Man, two guys. It's not playing. Deontay Johnson, Cam Hayward. These guys, significant players for both sides of the ball. Now, my question to y'all is, is it more of a loss or more of an opportunity for someone to step in? Or is it both? It can be both. It can be both. You know? As far as Deontay Johnson goes, I think his situation may be interesting. I said it before that other guys, mainly to me, Calvin Austin, if he can make a couple big plays in the absence of Deontay, that would be significant for him. I don't know how it will be for Deontay. Deontay being a major loss because as far as getting open, he's the first one all the time. But his loss can also can be a gain for George Pickens. Now he's the number one and it's not a question. Granted, you can kind of say it was, he was number one without a question prior, like going into game one. But now it's not even it's not even close. You're number one, kid. You're number one. So you can make the combat catches, but are you going to be able to make the plays when we need you to make the plays? I'm pretty sure you are. I'm not even questioning it. I just wanted you to get the opportunities. But it's a couple guys that could definitely benefit, man. If I'm looking at the last game, Allen Robinson's a guy that I think we can use a whole lot more. He had a 31-yard catch. Um, Calvin Austin, I already said, he had six catches, 37 yards in the game. We're probably going to see a little more Connor Hayward. Probably see Pat Fry move, get more opportunities. Maybe the big dog, Darnell Washington, get his his little, his little whistle wet with the, you know, with some opportunities. But we have enough guys that can take the reps and targets or whatnot from Deontay. But do we have the guys that when things go down or something, something breaks down quick, someone's going to be open as fast as Deontay? I seen a couple times when Calvin was the guy to do that. You know? But we're gonna see. Cause as far as targets in the last one, it was kind of even around the board. You know, Allen Robinson led with eight targets. George Pickens had seven. Deontay went out, I think around third quarter, maybe, but he had six. So he probably would have had about ten or eleven, maybe twelve. Um, but you had Calvin Austin at six. Connor Hayward had four. Jalen Warren had six. You know, Pat Fryman would have four. Like, you know, like the ball went around. But I want to know who's going to step up, who's going to be the one that make us say, okay, us losing Deontay, it didn't hurt us as much. 
I don't want to say we're better without Deontay because we don't know. And I don't want to say that because I, I like Deontay, man. Um, I think he's very underrated. But are we going to be able to fill that void? Me, I think so. And I'm looking forward to see it. I'm looking forward to see it, man. And it, like I said, it's against the Browns. If you're not up to play with these guys after they won by beating the Bengals, I don't know what to tell you, man. But defense, defense is going to be tough, man. We're going to have to lean on the young guys. Lean on these young guys, man. Uh, DeMarvin Leal. Especially if Larry O can't go. You know, even if he can't go, he got to step up. You know, Al, not Alex Heisman, excuse me. What's my man's name? Uh, Isaiah Lottermilk. We're going to gonna definitely need him to step it up because I think he's the backup, the, the number one backup behind Cam. So we definitely going to need him to step up. I'm not as confident in that group covering for Cam Hayward as I am for the receivers covering from Deontay. Just, and that's no knock to the guys that have to fill the void. It's just to speak of the dominance of Cam Hayward, man. It's just the dominance. Like, I seen this man wreck offensive linemen. Just wreck plays, man. At his age, you know. I know A.B. said what he said about him, but <laughs> if you watch the tape, when Cam Harris on, yo, he's on. I didn't like when he got back in the game because that play, he got blown off the ball, and he clearly wasn't 100%. I felt he hurt himself more by doing that. You know, like, that. you can have that warrior mentality, man, but look, don't hurt yourself more, man. It's still a business. It's still a business, man. Protect yourself. Protect yourself. But the young, it's over there. We got the young guys. You got them young guys, man. But I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Now, do we sign somebody? Hmm. Not sure. As of right now, we made some signings and some releases. But this is these are like guys who really going to be on a practice squad, you know? Like, um, we end up signing Jacob Copeland to the practice squad after releasing Luke Barco and Greg Bell. Barco is defensive back and running back is Greg Bell. Now, I feel like us being the Pittsburgh Steelers is always going to be the next man mentality type of way. So, hopefully the guys do their thing. I'm looking forward to it. Just don't, just don't make it look bad, you know. Don't make it look bad. Not against the Browns, man. We need y'all to step it up, man. But that's my thoughts on that. Injuries, injuries, injuries. Only if you couldn't get hurt playing football. Man. Now I want to get into some of the talk. Look, former Steeler Antonio Brown. He's a guest on Mondays for the football season on It Is What It Is podcast. It Is What It Is show. Cameron and Mace fire show. You know what I'm saying? Salute to them. 
So AB being up there is definitely a good thing. I ain't hold you. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Unfortunately, with that being said, he had to talk about the Steelers versus the 49ers game, man. He had to talk about it. And, you know, Cam asked Antonio Brown a question. You know, do we think it's time for Mike Tomlin to go on? You feel me? To, to find success somewhere else. And Antonio Brown gave his opinion. I'm going to let y'all hear it. Let me ask you this real quick because you played for the Steelers. Um, Mike Tomlinson is a great, super, one of the best coaches in the NFL. Do you think his time is up in Pittsburgh? Not meaning that he can't coach, just yeah. he needs a fresh new start and they may need a new face and it just may be time for him to go somewhere else and start fresh. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think for sure it'll be definitely some a perfect start for Mike Tomlin to go somewhere else and get a fresh start. Yeah, Especially, you know, he's been over there almost 20 years. And so many new players came and go, and I feel like he's in the wash now with the the way the program is and the state of the program where it's at right now. I feel like they ain't going to win, you know, the next coming coming years. So I feel like for him, as a great coach he is, and the legacy that he's established as a coach, it'd probably be the best fit for him to, you know, go refresh someone up, go refresh some other organization and build it up because I feel like the Steelers got a couple more years in the tank until they really put it all together. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. After listening to that, breaking that down, A.B. don't sound too crazy, man. You got to think, Mike Tomlin been through about, hmm, two or maybe three rebuilds. Now, you had, in the beginning, the guys he had, ones that, you know, he won a Super Bowl with, that a lot of people say is cowards guys. You feel me? But, hey. If it was Bill Cowher, we don't know if James Harrison would have been playing. You know what I'm saying? We don't know. We don't know. He probably would have got cut again. Who knows? We don't know. We don't know. But after they came and went, we had the not even the Killer 3 era. We had Killer B era. We had the Young Money era. Y'all remember the Young Money era? Emmanuel, I'm about to say Emmanuel Lewis. Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Wallace, young Antonio Brown. And I think it was someone else involved in that. You know, Young Money. Now, after Young Money, you had Killer B era. Le'Veon, AB, Big Ben. And you had your honorary members, you know, Boswell, Bentz, <laughs> a.k.a. Vince Williams, shout out to him. But you had that. So Mike Tomlin has been through a couple eras low-key with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the way A.B. kind of put it, it's like we're now the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think he was saying this because the team is so young. That the Steelers is not going to be a team that's going to be competing for some time. It's going to take for some of these guys to grow up. And some of these guys to mature, it might take some other people to come in or some people to leave, you know. But that's how I kind of took what he said, you know. But that kind of gets thrown off with some of the other stuff he said, you know. But it's one more clip 
from this podcast I'm going to play. And that's basically like his message to Coach Tomlin. But I'm going to save that for a little bit. I'm going to keep going with this, right? Now, A.B., he's seen the Steelers with probably the best talent in the Coach Tomlin era on offense. He's seen how, you know, his quarterback got most of the credit. Big Ben, he got a lot of the credit. That's a lot of people that would give Big Ben the credit for the success for Mike Tomlin. He's seen that up and close. He's seen that with himself. It was saying Big Ben was making, he made A.B., you know? And granted, I was mad when A.B. left, man. I was one of those. I was mad like everyone else. But I forgave A.B. after a while, you know, after hearing a couple of interviews and whatnot, kind of putting certain stuff together. I'm like, okay, all right, I understand, man. He was looking for, it was, it's a business. It's a business, man. At the end of the day, it's a business. He knows the business, so he moved like it was one. So, like, I couldn't get mad at that at all after a while, you know. But what he said about the Steelers before, you know, he got into some crazy stuff, like, it was like, okay, I understand. I understand where you're coming from because it's like if Coach Tomlin fails with this rebuild with the Kenny Pickett era, it's going to be bad. It's going to be real bad because it's going to, like, wash away what he's done, you know? They're not going to talk about Coach Tomlin over here like they would talk about someone else, like Coach Noah or, you feel me, Bill Cowher. They're not gonna, he, he probably not going to get talked about like that. It's probably going to be a whole bunch of he failed, he didn't do enough, underachieved, what, 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 a whole bunch of stuff. So that's what I really took from when A.B. was talking, you know. And I honestly felt like Coach Tomlin, the type of coach he is, he's kind of built for this type of stuff. Granted, a Super Bowl hasn't come into play with none of the teams he rebuilt. But this is also a different era. It's not the Kevin Colbert era. Kevin Colbert, let's be honest, y'all. He didn't get a lot of the blame for some of these draft picks that we drafted. Some of these guys we drafted. Remember, Coach Tomlin is focused on the season and whatnot. Kevin Colbert is always focused on outside, like scouting and whatnot. Um free agents and whatnot, you know, all the outside stuff, you know, so coming, come to the point when we start drafting, he's supposed to have a leg up on things, and we drafted some guys that just don't pan out, and I can say the draft under Omar Khan, it seems like, yo, man, come on, all these guys is going to contribute some way, all the guys we draft under um, Omar Khan, it's like we're gonna we're using them. They're putting you're getting put to use, man. So it's a new era. I think with this new era, it gives Coach Tomlin another boost to take the Steelers over the top. And it may take a couple years, it may take a year or two, it may be at the end of this year. We do not know. We have a long way to go, man. But that was one thing A B said on that on that episode and y'all go watch the whole episode man because it's not just the Steelers talk it's just everything man AB with you know the cats up there it's a dope combination man dope combination me I like 
Tuesdays, you feel me? I like when they got OJ up there. OJ Simpson up there. So, like, it's dope. It's dope. If y'all haven't seen it, make sure y'all check that thing out. But I'm pretty sure y'all seen it, man. If y'all listen to me, I know y'all seen it. But, look, I I see where AB gone, but do I agree with that? Do I feel like, you know, where the Steelers is in a wash? Nah, I just think that everyone's so young. But the expectations be so high because of how we present things. We're not putting the reality out there like, yo, this is really a young-ass team. And I think when we take losses like the 49ers, it's only going to be like, that's the reality check for us, for the Steelers fans, all of us. That's the reality check. When we lose games like that to teams like that, we have to st- take a step back and look at what we have on our team. We have a whole bunch of talent, but only the superstar life changer guys are older in our defense. The only one that's still young is Minka. He's not young, young, but he's, you know, he's still young. He's still in his 20s. But all the other extra impact guys is about to hit 30 or 30, you know? So... I feel what A.B. talking about. I just think Coach Tomlin will be able to get over the hump. We have to figure out this O.C., the offensive coordinator situation. Um, the offense can work if the guys execute. All We've seen it in the preseason. The guys just have to execute. But we don't know if you're, they'll be able to execute these plays because guys are playing for real. But we'll see. We'll see going forward. I don't want to give up on it right now because it's so early. And I, I want to give Kenny more credit as far as understanding the offense and making it his. So we're going to see what's up with that. But Big Ben definitely has some things to say about that. Definitely has some things to say about that. We're going to get into that in a little while. But also, you know, to kind of get off of that, I'm a, he had a message for Coach Tomlin. I'm going to play it at the end of the show. So make sure y'all stay tuned to the end of the show. I'm going to leave y'all on the message he got for Coach Tomlin. But he also, the next day, he put it out there, tweet, hear me out. He posted a picture with him in a Stiller jersey. Cheetah co-signed it. If y'all don't know who Cheetah is, that's Tyreek Hill. Probably the most dominant receiver in the game right now. But you know how, you know, you know what's up with them. They're going to they gonna always stick together. Them, the receiver's going to stick together. But you feel me like... I see a lot of people saying like, yo, is it AB should go over there. AB should, you know, still should go get AB. They should go get him. I'm like, yo, guys, did y'all not hear him on Monday? <laughs> y'all know God damn well the Pittsburgh Steelers is not going to sign AB, man. He's not going to sign AB. And AB even said he, he said he was done last week on the show. He said he was done. He said he's not playing no more, man. So I think he was trolling, but it got everything going. So shout out to AB for all that. Richard Sherman chimed in on his, I don't know what's going on with the Steelers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Train that's going on right now. Um, It was a tweet from, let me shout him out, Eric underscore Crocker that says, wow, the first Brandon Ayuk touchdown only had Ayuk and Debo on route. Three pairs of eyes followed Debo. 
I'd be curious to know what the percentage of time in the inside receiver runs an outbreak and route on the switch release. Then he tags in Richard Sherman and asks, what do you anticipate here? I'm not going to lie. I'm sitting looking at the clip, and I'm like, man, this was a lot that I seen, Mike. It was a lot that had me questioning things. But let me go into what Richard says, right? Richard says, <clears throat> Richard says, that's what had me confused. All they did was disguise double posts in the red zone, which is a common concept almost every team runs. I would have jumped that post, and if they beat me on the out, they would have got me because you never, you almost never see an out. And you're talking about an out route. Um, you know, there's a lot of questions I had as far as coverage, man. I felt like guys wasn't on point at all um, for majority of the game because it was just like this one play here, man. It's like the middle of the field is wide open. And it was so many times Brandon Ayuk used that um, during the game, like, I'm not too sure what's going on with coverage, man. That, that to me, I feel like it was some type of communication issue going on because there was a lot of holes in our defense. But, you know, he was talking about the defense and the coverage. And I only pointed out because, you know, as Richard Sermon's status, you know, it's good to say. Um, you know, he said a lot of other stuff, too, about this, man. You know, it wasn't too nice. So I ain't going to get into it. <laughs> but the coverage was something that we definitely have to get under control, man. Um, it's a lot of new guys. The only ones that's been around for a minute is Mink. Levi is the second time, second time around with us. Patrick Pearson, first time. Joey Porter is just a junior. <laughs> I mean, excuse me, a rookie. Um, and he only had like seven snaps, but. The way the game go went, there was no reason to really have him in. You can't, you couldn't really fit him in, um, without any. Just because the game was so away from us, we couldn't explore other options like to ease him in. You know, me, I think you should just throw him in a fire. I think he's a physical. I think he's physical enough to do that. But it is what it is, man. But Richard Sherman had problems with the offense. Big Ben had problems with, I mean, excuse me, Richard Sherman had problems with the coverage of the defense, especially the, uh, you know, DBs. Big Ben on his podcast, he definitely let it be known. Uh, uh, well, not really let it be known straight up, but he's not a fan of Matt Canada at all, man. You, you, can, you feel like, or you can tell that Big Ben feels like Matt Canada like shut the door on his career. He he went out bad, you feel me? Like it, the offense was trash for what he had and it's kind of trash now. It hasn't been great yet, you know, but he has some things to say on his podcast regarding how Kenny looked off and it looked like he didn't have a go-to play or whatnot. So Big Ben said some things, man. I'm going to read it here. It says, I remember when Coach Randy Fittner, y'all remember Randy Fittner, man. He was no better than Canada. But, you know, this is what Ben says. We always had a, <laughs> we always had like a go-to play. Just like, I'm a little off today. 
maybe it was a no huddle where I was calling the plays that I felt comfortable with or like two or three plays are just like a ball out of your hand. Maybe it's a screen or where I throw the ball to the wide receiver and he breaks a 10-yarder. Let your playmakers make plays. Um, I understand that a lot, man. I understand that a lot. But we don't know if they don't have a, if they have a go go to play. I feel like the 49ers are so dominant that we couldn't get comfortable doing anything. The most comfort we had was that two minute offense, and it was one minute and thirty five seconds, you know. But that needed help. We had a penalty in there, um, you know. We had a penalty in there. It was like, but. That was it was a 90 plus yard drive. It was. So it's like you can't really go that hard on that. We don't really know if they don't got go to plays. Like they couldn't get you couldn't they couldn't get anything going. When you're running back, shout out to Najee, man. But when you're running back, you see him like I don't know how tall Najee is. I'm about to, I'm not about to look it up. But you know he bigger than some linebackers, man. You know he big. But when you see Fred wanna put the bings on him. I know that rattled all the younger guys. Like, yo, he just did that to him? Yo, like, come on, man. So, I just think that we couldn't... Sometimes teams get knocked out of a game early. First round knockout type of situation. I felt like the Steelers did get knocked out in the first... It got knocked out. They got knocked out, man. It, it's one of them things. It was one of those knockouts that it wasn't really a knockout because he got back up. Stills got back up to fight. But it was like, uh, it, you know damn well they wasn't going to win the rest of them rounds. They went the distance because, you know, you got to finish the game. But they went the distance. But they, they clearly lost every round. Every round they clearly lost. They got knocked down every round. There was no three count rule, three drop rule, three knockout rule, whatever. It just got knocked down every round. That's how the Steelers was, man. They couldn't get anything going. Anything. So I feel what Ben's saying, but I don't know. You don't know. You just don't know. You know? Like, most of the problems was on like down on like the quote unquote weighted downs. But I feel like all that is an execution thing. I think all the waiting downs, I think you can make a call, but you have to execute it. And then it feels like we don't execute those type of plays. It's like when we, when it's time to, it's like we steer down the play. Everybody, the quarterback, running back, everybody steers down the play where it's like, yo, the defense knows exactly what you're doing. They're there before you are. And I, the Steelers got to chill with that. We got we to gotta look like we don't know where we're going. Like, maybe that's just me, how I be seeing stuff. But the Steelers often sometimes, especially in the important downs, you can look at them and know what they about to do. And if you know, you can see that. Imagine what the other team that's been watching film on these guys sees. You know, so I just think that guys just got to execute, not show their hand. You feel me? And um, we'll see. I think the jury's still out. The jury's still out. 
we never seen a Matt Canada offense look like the, how the offense was putting things together in the preseason. Granted, it's the pre- preseason, but we haven't seen that. So we have to see if that can happen going forward, man. You know, so I, I don't really agree with Big Ben. We talking about, you know, I don't really agree like that. But it is what it is. He, Big Ben gonna talk. He gonna talk next week too. You feel me? He gonna talk next week too. So this is one of those situations where you have to wait and see. So Big Ben is just basically saying what he's kind of been saying. He's he, he we all know that Big Ben got something against Matt Canada for real. But hey, hopefully things get better. Things get better. And lastly, lastly on this podcast, I'm gonna talk about another guy. That I talked about before. And it's JJ Watt. With Cam Hayward going down, do you guys think we should sign him? Hmm? Will he come out of retirement? Hmm? Hmm? Will he come out of retirement to play with the Pittsburgh Steelers? His little brother, Mike Tomlin, Pittsburgh. Hmm? We, I mean, we can definitely use the body. It's not like we telling him to go out there and take all the snaps. No. No. I'm just saying, y'all get a couple snaps, maybe a third down, you know, coming on third. Make some happen, maybe, you know, a couple snaps here and there. Well, guys, literally, literally, <laughs> while I started this topic, I got an update on this topic. And that update is J.J. Watt says he is not coming out of retirement to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So there you have it. There you have it. So I'm going to kind of replace that topic, and then I'm going to end the show with Aaron Rodgers going down. Jets talk, Jets talk. Shout out to the Jets fans that be listening. I know some of y'all be listening. Um, It's a lot of people that saying that the Steelers could go ahead and trade. They can try to get a draft pick. They can try to get something from the Jets. Now, the Jets got Zach Wilson, and, you know, he kind of played pretty good. They got the win. They beat the Bills. But the Bills, I don't know. It's something up with Bills in game ones. I don't know. Because we beat them one year in a game one. They don't really be winning game ones like that, man. So... The Jets got one up on them. But they do need another quarterback. And we have three quarterbacks on the roster. We know Kenny not going nowhere. But do y'all want Mitch? Do y'all want Mason? Well, I'll probably keep Mason. I ain't going to hold you because he's been around for so long. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We can get. We can definitely afford to trade a quarterback to the Jets. I'm just saying, we can get an extra draft pick, man. And as you know, these draft picks can possibly turn into something good. We don't know, man. We don't know. But that's something to be talked about later, man. Who knows, man? Shout out to Aaron Rodgers. It's bad. 
injury, man. I was looking forward to see what Ja was going to do. You feel me? As a collective. But four plays in, you out. The first week, week one injuries, man. The ones that's like for the season or significant time. Not, well, significant time ain't too bad nowadays with 17 seasons, 17 weeks and or well, 18 weeks, really. 17 games. But when it's clear, clear that you out for the season after game one, that's sad, man. That's sad. So hopefully the Jets, you feel me, they got some a plan B, man. And um, whatever, man. But the Pittsburgh Steelers, we need a plan A. We need our plan A to work. And when our plan A works, everything will be all right. But I'm going to end this with this. Global icon. Well, he won that award last night on the MTV Awards. I think that's what it was. Diddy, a.k.a. P. Diddy, a.k.a. Puff Daddy, a.k.a. Sean Puffy Combs, a.k.a. Puff, a.k.a. I think I said Puff Daddy, but a.k.a. Puff Daddy. AKA Love. I think that's what he's I think that's his name now. He said some interesting things on that stage. I know y'all like, yo, what are you talking about, Diddy Puff Daddy? All What are you talking about him for? I'm just saying, yo, he said something on the stage. I want y'all to hear it. Damn, I'm about to play it. Hold on. I started out as a paper boy, y'all. I didn't know I was gonna be here. I started out as a paper boy at 12, and then and then I was going to be an NFL football player for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers didn't notice, but my, I, I planned on being a football player and my leg got broke the last year. And then I got depressed and I would be in the clubs dancing in New York, doing my diddy bop. And, and then people would see me and they would cast me for videos. And that's how I fell in love with the music industry. I saw the executives and I wanted to chase that dream. Yeah, man, I'm just saying, yo, the successful people the billionaires, they really still are fans, man. They really still are fans, man. So shout out to Diddy for wanting to be a Stiller fan. But, I mean, excuse me, not a Stiller fan, but wanting to be a Pittsburgh Stiller. He broke his leg. One thing that he said in all that, I was like, yo, dog, when you get depressed, you go dance? Okay, that's why you where you at. Because if you get depressed and you just go dancing, salute to you, man. I, at least you getting up and being active, man. And you danced your way to the Global Icon Awards. I mean, <laughs> a Global Icon Award, man. But y'all celebrities got to chill out, though, man. Y'all celebrities got to chill out, though. Reason why I got to chill out is because you guys just tell us y'all can play y'all can play in the NBA y'all can play in the NFL y'all can play in the MLB and it's fans out here that's going to be like yeah 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 y'all got to chill out y'all got to chill out for real y'all can't play in the the NBA whatever man like J Cole they saying yo he could play in the league whatever no nah, I don't think so I don't think he can play in the NBA um Diddy playing for NF in the NFL. Hey, yo, man, that's it, yo. It should make Kev easy. This is Stills for 7 Podcast, episode 102, man. 
Look, make sure you follow Stills for Seven Podcasts everywhere. And on Twitter slash X, it's Stills for Seven Pod. If you get lost, hit the link tree and everybody on each platform. Um, Stills for Seven Podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to YouTube, definitely. Go have some content dropping on there. Shoon. It's VSN all day on VSN. Shout out to the family, man. Episode 103 dropping on Friday. The prediction gets real. We're going to get into it, man. So make sure y'all come back around. Oh, I totally forgot. I told y'all in this podcast I got a message for y'all. Uh, it's not a, really a message for y'all, but AB had a message for Coach Mike Tomlin. So I'm going to let AB close this podcast out because I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm still off of Diddy saying he depressed. And he went to the club and started dancing. I, that's crazy to me, yo. But it's cool, though. It's your man, Kev Easy. I'm out of here. AB, take us out. Yeah, still is trash. <laughs> Tomlin, I'm going to tell you now, baby. Get out of there, baby. They're going to ruin your name. They're going to ruin your legacy. They're going to ruin everything you built with the Steelers on, you know? Mike Tomlin, get out of there right now, bro. I'm going to send you a hot air balloon, man. You make a safe exit, man. Get out of there right now. They're going to ruin your name like they ruined my name when I left. You know what I'm saying? They said all kind of things that wasn't true. You know how they do. They're going to ruin Tomlin's legacy, man. They're going to say everything was wrong. They were going to tell, tell him that Big Ben made his legacy. They're going to say it wasn't him, it was Big, Big ben. ben. That's how the media do it. Like a hair, boy. They switch it out on you.